There are hundreds, if not thousands of guitar personalities on YouTube. How do you know who to watch, who to follow, who to subscribe to? Well, don't worry, I'm gonna help you out. Today, I'm gonna share with you what I think are the 10 best guitar personalities on YouTube. Hey, Tech family, welcome to episode 229 of the Acoustic Tuesday Show. This show is designed to inject your guitar journey with a weekly dose of fun, focus, progress, and inspiration. Are you having a hard time getting your guitar routine started? Maybe you only play two or three days per week. Maybe you only play one day per week. Well, on a past episode of the show, TAC family member Peter left a comment, and it got me thinking. It got me thinking about guitar players wanting to jumpstart their routine. So a little bit later, I'm gonna share with you a tip that you can use this week to jumpstart the consistency element of your guitar routine. Plus, you're gonna get a look at what guitar lick the TAC family is working on today. It's a flat picking lick entitled Multi-Tool because of its multiple purposes, its multiple uses. And of course, your weekly dose of acoustic news you can use awaits, which includes heavy metal birds and a high level guitar geek, a high-level hockey guitar geek, and much, much more. But first, get ready to meet 10 awesome YouTube guitar geeks. Okay, first and foremost, this is not gonna be a list of teachers. This is not gonna be a list of lessons. This is gonna be a list of guitar geeks that I want you to get to know. And most of all, enjoy the content that they create. Because these guitar geeks, these guitar personalities create some of the most beautiful guitar-related content on YouTube, period. Now, with this list comes a very grave guitar journey-saving warning that I'm gonna mention at the end. But first, I wanna introduce you to these amazing guitar geeks. These are folks that not only are amazing guitar players, amazing educators, uh, amazing entertainers, these are just awesome human beings that I just would love to hang out with each and every one of them. So let's dig in. First up on my list is Mary Spender. Mary is, she's just awesome. Her voice is awesome. Her singing voice is awesome. Her narration voice is awesome. She's an incredible guitar player and she has this awesome approach to guitar. It's like, a, it's, it's a finger style, very bass driven approach. I can't really describe it, but I've always admired her playing and I love the tone that she gets out of the guitar. But plain and simple, her channel is fun to watch. She brings you into her life as a songwriter, her life as a guitarist, her life in general. Here's an example. When you think of country music, you probably think of Johnny Cash. I Walk the Line is one of the most famous country songs in the world. And I'm kind of confused as to why I've never actually sat down and learnt this piece of music before. So I am gonna work my way through it and show you the process of that. So those walk-ups are incredibly important to get your hand in the right position to get the next chord. Next up, Paul Davids. When I think of beautiful guitar-related content, boom, Paul Davids' channel immediately comes to mind for two reasons, actually for three reasons. Number one, he's a very tasteful player, an incredibly awesome guitar player. Number two, he's a very tasteful filmmaker. The way that he shoots guitars, the way that he films playing sequences, it's just 
just fun to watch and, and really effortless in a way. And then lastly, he seems like such an easygoing dude, somebody that you could just strike up a conversation with because he just puts off that kind of vibe. Here's an example. Sometimes you hear a riff that sounds so unique, so unlike anything you've ever heard before that you need a few moments to fully grasp what it is that you're hearing. I had exactly that the first time I heard Lindsey Buckingham's live performance of the song Big Love by Fleetwood Mac. When he's playing the riff, it sounds like there's more than just one guitar and you could argue that it has to do with his blazingly fast picking end. But I believe it's more because of the technique he uses. Most live versions is him playing a nylon string with some reverb. So let me first get to that. I need some reverb. Ah yes, the verse is based on four chords with a capo on fret four. It's A minor. Samurai guitarist is next. And I have to tell you, I absolutely love his channel. Yes, he's an awesome player. There's no doubt about that. He plays in a variety of ranges and styles. But the reason I really dig his channel is because he has this wonderfully dry sense of humor that has me laughing every single time. And I believe he's from Canada, which makes me love his channel double, two times, two times the love because he's Canadian, I'm pretty sure. Anyways, it's a channel you have to watch. Here's an example of that very dry sense of humor that just comes across so incredibly well. All right, moving on, let's rewind to the year 2000. And for you youngsters out there, let me tell you what those glory days were like. Back then, Beanie Babies had a similar hype as NFTs. Nobody was on TikTok. We used ICQ. Nobody had a fade haircut. Instead, we just frosted our tips and loaded up with handfuls of gel. And instead of worrying about things like climate change, pandemics, massive amounts of digital misinformation and the like, teens like myself were more concerned about watching Wild on E without their parents knowing. They were good times. My soundtrack to this era was Blink-182 and the pop-punk movement. Here is that music with a bluegrass guitar solo. Speaking of the cross-section of talent, and comedy, Music is Win is next on my list. This channel is run by Tyler Larson. I'm pretty sure that's his last name. And I have to say, he's the type of guitar player that makes playing look completely effortless. He's good at like every single genre. So yes, I love his channel for the skills that he has, but I also love his channel for the way that he pokes fun at the guitar lifestyle. It's always lighthearted, it's always in good guitar geek fun, and it's just a it's just a fun channel to be a part of. He's got a great community and he will certainly make you laugh. Now, as I mentioned, his skills are top notch. And he did this video where he covered a Metallica song, Enter Sandman, in all these different genres. And it's funny, but it's also jaw dropping because it shows his versatility as a guitar player.
My friend Jeremy Shepard is next on my list, also known as Jeremy the Guitar Hunter. I love his channel because it's a candid look into the life of a guitar geek, but he also takes you with him on all of his journeys. Jeremy buys and sells guitars pretty much all over the place, and he always brings a camera. It's really fun to tag along. He's a wealth of knowledge, and here's just a quick example of him taking you along for the ride. This is a recent trip that he made to Gallagher Guitars. Keep our eyes open Why is that escalator not working? It's just stairs. But this is actually my first time flying into Nashville, and uh, it's late and I'm tired, so see you tomorrow. I just played that one. Yeah, those things. I love it. I love the way they sound. The next channel that you need to know about is Active Melody. Active Melody is a wealth of information, a wealth of well thought out information when it comes to playing the blues. I have been just absolutely wowed by the lessons on this channel, and I really, I just, I have the utmost respect for this channel because. There is so much info there. I mean, I'm talking just piles of amazing lessons really focused on the blues, both electric and acoustic. Here's an example. I may very well butcher the name of this next channel. As a matter of fact, I might butcher the name of the next four channels because it's like a it's like a challenge of pronunciation for me. The next channel I want you to be aware of, the next personality I want you to be aware of is Steve Terraberry. Number one, he's a shredder. He's the type of guitar player, electric guitar player, that can grab a guitar and do all the sweet picking and the tapping and everything. It's just, it's really amazing to watch because he's clearly put much time into playing the guitar the way that he does. But most of all, his channel is, it's a must subscribe to, it's a must watch channel because the dude is hilarious. Now, my son Aiden introduced me to Steve Terraberry, and I have to say, after the first three videos I watched, I thought to myself, I don't know if I can continue watching this channel, but I did. And now I continue to keep watching this channel because the dude is funny. He's just funny. He has this, this self-deprecating sense of humor and it's, it's paired with his amazing talent. And he just, he does these fun videos, misheard lyrics, um, guitar fails where he, he fixes, you know, goofed up guitar solos. It's just an, it's a really fun channel to watch. Here's an example of a song that he wrote using, <laughs> using negative comments that were left on a video of his, which as a YouTuber, I can be very familiar with as well. So hats off to Steve for doing this amazing song constructed purely out of negative comments. You want to talk wealth of knowledge? You want to talk an amazing musical resume? You want to talk incredible music skills from guitar to various other instruments? 
Rick Beato is on my list next, and I sure hope I said that right because this man deserves all the respect in the world. He puts out some absolutely juicy musical content from recording to guitar to, you know, epic riffs and, and, and kind of the What Makes This Song Great series, which I absolutely love. His What Makes This Song Great series is just purely, it's, it's entertaining, but in the way that the old shows on the Discovery Channel were entertaining, where they just they just packed you full of information and, and you feel like a better human after having watched the show. And that's that's what his What Makes This Song Great series is to me. Now, he did a video on the Beatles and he just did such a great job. It's about the Beatles' secrets being revealed and he gets into some of the ways that they played guitar, but he also gets into some recording secrets as well. In fact, here's one of them. Okay, the first secret we're gonna reveal is the Strawberry Fields edit. Now, it was done in two different takes. First part of Strawberry Fields, up to one minute is a take. It was take seven, actually. And the back half of the song is take 26. Well, take 26 was done in the key of C with a full, full orchestral arrangement, and take seven, was uh, in the key that John Lennon liked the sound, but he wanted to merge the two tracks. And George Martin said, well, it couldn't be done. And John said, you'll figure it out. So what they did is they s slowed down the back half of the song, sped up the front half of the song, and there's a long sound effect that happens that joins the two edits together. And it's seamless unless you really know where it is. Corey Congilio is next up on my list. And I have to say, I've known about Corey for a really long time. He was a Fishman rep at one point, you know, kind of a Fishman demonstrator at one point. Uh, he worked for Martin Guitars as a demo guy for a while. And then he did some other gear reviews and I think he still does some gear reviews. But most of all, what I'm so excited about is that Corey has seemed to turn into and embrace teaching. He is a damn good teacher. He has a way of explaining things that is very conversational. It's not intimidating. And you walk away from his videos feeling like, yeah, I can totally do that. Because he walked you through step by step in a way that was really easy to follow and fun to listen to. Here's an example. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the channel. I'm Corey Congilio. We're talking about just stepping outside of the blues, playing some outside tones today. It's so elusive for many people, but what I'm gonna do is teach you a really fun way to get started using a minor seven flat five arpeggio over a dominant chord. Sounds like a mouthful, but it's not. Stay tuned. Last but certainly not least, RJ Ronquillo, or RJ Ronquillo. I've heard him say Ronquillo in videos, so I'm gonna go with that, RJ Ronquillo. Dude is amazing. Um, he is a, he's an awesome guitar player. He, he is a touring musician and he just brings this, this level of knowledge that is admirable to everything that he reviews, everything that he demonstrates. His pedal reviews are awesome. I know this is Acoustic Tuesday and a lot of these folks are maybe a little bit more on the electric end of the spectrum, but they're channels that I enjoy and I certainly wanted to share them with you. Uh, RJ is just, like I said, sorry to digress there. Uh, RJ, RJ's channel is, is fun because he does these Saturday Q and A's with coffee, which of course is, is right up my alley. But he also, he teaches lessons in a way that it just feels like you're hanging out with him. He's just, he's damn good at it. And I, I wanna give you an example here. This is a quick snippet of a lesson that he did on developing your own style.
In this video, I'm gonna show you how you can develop your own style of playing by copying somebody else's licks. Wait, what? Coming up. Welcome back to the channel, I'm Argeron Kilio. If you're new here, thank you for joining me. All right, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Copying licks to develop your own style sounds counterintuitive, right? But stay with me for the whole video and I'm gonna show you what I mean. It actually makes total sense and I'll show you how easy it is to do no matter what level of playing you're at. You can apply this immediately to licks that you already know or licks that you plan on learning. So the idea behind this lesson was thanks to a few questions and comments I got uh, regarding how I play the way that I play. I hope you enjoyed that list and I wanna strongly encourage you to subscribe to each and every one of these channels. They are well worth your time. With that, comes a very, very grave warning. Two warnings, as a matter of fact. The first warning, while I want you to enjoy these channels, I don't want you to become distracted by these channels. You know, my job, my obligation to you as a guitar player is to encourage you to play the guitar. I want you to spend those 10 focused minutes every day playing your guitar. I want you to maintain that consistent guitar routine. And the keystone to that is limiting distraction. And what I fear is that having all this amazing content swirling around all the time is just this gateway to distraction. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to spend your 10 focused minutes playing guitar. Turn off YouTube, turn off everything else that you're not working on, that you're not paying attention to. Only focus on what you're learning for that day. Only focus on what you're playing for that day. When your 10 minutes are up, you can keep playing guitar for longer than 10 minutes, of course. But if your 10 minutes are up and you think, you know what, I wanna watch the Acoustic Tuesday show. You know what, I wanna check out Corey's channel. You know what, I'd like to visit Mary Spender and see what she's up to. Do that, okay, but just beware. Be very conscious when you start watching really anything on YouTube. Be very conscious as to what you're doing and the black hole that you may fall into because it happens to all of us. It happens to the best of us. We have this great intent to sit down and play guitar and what we end up doing is just holding the guitar while we watch a bunch of different YouTube videos. I want you to play the guitar. So play first and then enjoy and entertain yourself later as you watch these amazing channels. The second warning I have, and this one's equally important. So the first one is limit your distraction or control your distraction so that it doesn't invade on your focused guitar playing time. The second warning I have for you is this. Don't use these channels or any other channels featuring any other guitar player as a basis for comparison to, you, to yourself and your guitar journey. Comparison thinking is, is, is so bad. It's so bad for you. It's so bad for positive mentality and bringing that positive attitude to your guitar playing. I don't want you to compare yourself to any other guitar player because as cliche as it sounds, you are unique. You have your own guitar experiences. You are on your own guitar journey and path. Don't compare that to anybody else because you're not them and they are not you. Yes, be inspired, but don't compare and don't beat yourself up if you don't play just like somebody else. You play like you and you should be really proud of that and you should celebrate that, whether you just started guitar today or you've been playing for years and years and years. Okay, 
I'm gonna get off the soapbox now. Those were my warnings. Please do enjoy those channels. Please do subscribe to each and every one of those channels. Again, like I said, it will be very much worth your time. And with that, I wanna provide you an opportunity to share with the fellow guitar geeks watching the Acoustic Tuesday show what guitar geek personality you like on YouTube. Go ahead and let me know in the comments below. It's time for the Tuesday Tack Guitar Lick Challenge. Go ahead and grab your guitar. Let's take a sneak peek at what guitar lick the Tack family is working on today. See, within Tony's Acoustic Challenge, every single day, we rotate through the five essential categories of guitar improvement. On Monday, it's a technique challenge. Tuesdays, a guitar lick challenge. Wednesdays, an improvisation challenge. Thursdays, a rhythm guitar challenge. And Fridays, a chord transition challenge. Today is Tuesday. The Tack family is working on a guitar lick, and here is exactly what they're working on. Your Tuesday Tack Guitar Lick Challenge is entitled Multi-Tool because of its many uses. This is a bluegrass lick in the key of G, and I gotta tell you, this works awesome as an ending. It's a great piece of a solo. You can pick it apart and create your own licks from it. It really does have a ton of different uses. But first things first, let's hear it in its entirety. <laughs> Just a great kind of, almost it has this boomerang or yo-yo-like effect. A uh, lot going on here, and we'll start to pick it apart here in just a moment. But if you want to learn this note-for-note tack family, please sign in. This is your daily challenge today. Go ahead and hit Start Challenge. That'll take you directly to the teaching video. Then you can move to the play-along video. Pick a speed that's comfortable for you, and don't forget to click on that tab icon in the lower right-hand corner. That'll pull up the tab in a separate window, so you can have both the video and the tab right next to one another. Okay, this lick, how is it used? What do we even do with it? Well, first things first, it's a great ending lick. It's kind of a great way to cap off a song, um, whether that be a bluegrass song or maybe even something a little bit slower. In fact, if this is a little too noty for you, you can just simply take the first part of the lick and call it good. It's just a few notes. Here's how that would sound. Pretty cool. We took a super long lick and said, you know what? We don't need all that. We're just gonna take this first part and call it good. It's, it's really fun to play. It's actually quite addicting. You don't even have to strum the chord. You could just end on that, that low E string third fret. Now, what else can you do with this? Well, gosh, there's so much we can do. You know, as written, it's a great ender. I'm not gonna necessarily show an example of that because it's literally just the same thing as I played at the very beginning. Uh, as you can see, we could chop this up in little pieces. And another piece that I wanna highlight here is that slide piece. One of the things that I really enjoy about this lick is the dissonance that this little slide integrates. Let me go ahead and play that piece for you so you can hear it, and then we'll see how we can integrate it into just a normal G, G chord strumming. A normal strum of a G chord. Okay, here's that slide piece. Sounds weird when we end on the D string like that, as it's written and as I played it before. However, we can modify this just slightly to make it a great, um, God, what do I wanna call it? It's one of those things that you can play for a solo. Oh, a motif, a repeated motif that really, I feel holds a lot of power when you solo. You literally just repeat the same thing over and over and over again, and then go right back into strumming a G chord. Let me show you how that sounds. I'm gonna play a G chord, go into that slide lick, and instead of ending on that open D string, I'm gonna end on a G. So the part that I'm gonna repeat sounds like this. Right, 
So when I want to end it, I go to that open G. If I don't want to end it, I literally just continue to repeat the same phrase. So I'm gonna strum a G chord, go to that, repeat it a couple times, and then come back to that G chord. Actually, I'm not gonna come back to the G chord. I'm gonna end it on an open G string so you can kind of hear, hear it in all of its glory. Okay, here's how that sounds. did end on a G chord, but you get the idea. I actually hit that open G string right before the G chord. And it's a great, it's just a great way to, to add some, some oomph to whatever your solo is. Almost regardless of the chord changes, if it's in the key of G and it's a bluegrass song, you can repeat that phrase and buy yourself a ton of time. Okay, so that's just a little bit of dissection of this lick. And as I talked about it just there, something popped into my mind that I wanted to share with you. If it sounds good, it is good. I think a lot of times there's some, some, some dissonance that happens, not, not playing dissonance, but there's dissonance that happens where you wonder if you're doing it right when it comes to playing guitar, maybe playing a solo, maybe playing a lick such as this one, and you think to yourself, gosh, am I doing this right? And I want you to always lean on the phrase, if it sounds good, it is good. There's no rule book. There's no boxes we're trying to check off here. There's no right, there's no wrong. If you like the sound of something that you're playing, it is good. It takes a while to build confidence in this, but I assure you, if you continue, continue to remind yourself, if what I'm playing sounds good, that means it is good. That could be, that is your guiding light, okay? That, that's the link to getting greater confidence in your playing, getting greater confidence in your soloing, using licks while you play. So remember, if it sounds good, it is good. That's your guiding light. Way back on episode 223, TAC family member Peter Servo left a comment that got me thinking. Here's what Peter had to say. Hey Tony, great show as usual. I'm a newish TAC family member, and while I don't get to your site as often as I should, I really like your shows on Tuesdays. The chicken picking segment was great. I don't see myself being a fingerstyle guy anytime soon, but I've always admired people who are. That technique is a great hybrid. As for the Green Martin, well, next. <laughs> By the way, I intend to read Dave Grohl's book, but if you want to check out a really inspirational book, check out Jeff Tweedy's new book entitled How to Write One Song exactly the inspiration I need to start exploring this world of creativity. Keep up the good work, Minnesota Peter. Peter, first of all, thanks for the comment and thanks for the, uh, the, the tip on Jeff Tweedy's book. That has not come across my radar, but now it is, and I certainly plan on reading that. Hopefully it's on audio. I've been really digging audiobooks lately. Don't ask why, I just, I just have. Usually I'm a paper guy, but I, I dig the audiobooks. But what really stuck out on this particular comment, on Peter's comment here, is that he said the following, I'm a newish TAC family member, and while I don't get to your site as often as I should, I really like your shows on Tuesdays. And I thought to myself, this, this comment really jumped out at me. Yeah, because of the book recommendation, but also because of one key word, should, can get you in a lot of trouble. And I know we freely say it, I freely say it, it's something I want you to be aware of though, because this, this puts almost this negative sense of obligation on anything you do. It should almost attaches guilt to anything. And in this case, it may very well be attaching guilt 
to Peter's guitar routine. And I don't want that to happen. I don't, I don't know if this is happening for you, Peter, but if it is, I would like you to look at things maybe a little bit differently. Let me explain. So instead of saying, gosh, I, I, gosh, I should get to that site way more than I am, celebrate what you are doing. If you're watching Acoustic Tuesday, go ahead and log in. Play guitar for 10 minutes that day. Bam. You're at least playing guitar once a week. That's pretty darn good. You can either look at it as, oh, I should be going, I should be playing guitar way more than I am. Or you could look at it as saying, you know what? I play guitar once a week and that's pretty darn good for right now because I'm just getting going with this guitar routine thing. And that might turn into two days a week, three days a week. What I'm saying and the tip that I'm offering to, to any guitar player struggling to get that, that routine started is look at what you're doing and be happy about it. Even if it is one single day per week, one single day per week is better than no days per week. And one single day per week could grow and it will grow the more consistent that you do it. At the end of the month, you could say, gosh, you know what? I played every week this month. That's pretty darn awesome. Instead of, gosh, I, I guess I didn't, I don't even know when I played this month. I didn't play very much at all. It's very different to look at it in terms of a positive, in a positive way versus a negative way. And for those of you struggling to, to incorporate, you know, your, your guitar routine into life, if you're taking time to watch the Acoustic Tuesday show, I'm totally okay if you pause this show and play guitar for 10 minutes and anchor your guitar routine to the Acoustic Tuesday show. In fact, I think that's an awesome starting point. So again, uh, Peter, thanks so much for the comment, the book recommendation, and also getting my wheels turning when it comes to uh, guitar routine and how, can I, how I can help uh, other guitar players that might be struggling to get that momentum as well. On to your weekly dose of acoustic news you can use. And we're gonna start out today in Fender World. Yes, Fender World. Fender just announced that they're gonna revamp the Paramount series. I found this article, I believe on Guitar World. Yeah, Guitar World Magazine. And I was actually pretty excited because the guitars caught my eye. I think visually they're stunning. I haven't had to play one yet. I haven't got to play one yet, but um, they look pretty darn enticing. Here's a little piece of the article. Fender breathes fresh life into its Paramount series with six all new acoustics. The revamped range featuring a dreadnought, orchestra, parlor, banjo, mandolin, and resonator boasts updated cosmetics and a newly designed Fender slash Fishman Sonatone Plus pickup. Fender is giving its Paramount Acoustic Guitar Series a comprehensive revamp for 2022, announcing the arrival of redesigned Dreadnought Parlor and orchestra-sized six-strings. First introduced in 2016, the original range comprised the PM1, PM2, and PM3. Though as of right now, there is only one sole survivor, survivor of the flagship lineup on the Fender website, the all-mahogany PM2. That's all about to change though. For 2022, Fender is introducing a trio of rejuvenated Paramount acoustics, the PD220E Dreadnought, the PO220E Orchestra, and the PS220E Parlor, which promises state-of-the-art contemporary craftsmanship and genuine vintage style sounds. I promise I'll get better at reading. Holy cow, talk much, Tone? I'm just stumbling my words all over the place. Nonetheless, I'm very excited about those, those guitars coming out uh, because I think Fender, to be honest, I feel like they've long neglected the acoustic realm. So it's cool to see them kind of sinking into that and making them, making them certainly look the part. They look pretty darn awesome. Um, can't wait to get my hands on those, to be honest. Pretty, pretty, pretty cool stuff out of the Fender world. Uh, next up is a hockey 
Guitar Geek Great. Yes, this individual plays guitar. This individual plays goalie. This individual just had their number retired. Henrik Lundqvist just had his number raised to the rafters in Madison Square Garden. Hen Henrik Lundqvist is an incredible goalie. And as uh, the retirement ceremony, as the, the banner raising ceremony went on, he was presented with a guitar, a Hagstrom hollow body that was painted by the same artist that painted his helmet. Very cool New York Rangers themed guitar. And you might be thinking to yourself, oh, that's cute. They got him a guitar. But seriously, can he play? Yeah, he's a, he's a pretty darn good guitar player. Here's a quick example. You're gonna get a kick out of this next thing. I, I don't even know what to say about it other than that it made me completely crack up. As a metalhead, as an appreciator of heavy metal music, I found guitar playing birds. And whoever created this, hats off. It's incredible. Here's just a quick snippet. Last but certainly not least, a special someone just recently visited Larivee Guitars. Yes, indeed, Tommy Emmanuel. He made a stop at Larivee Guitars, visited Jean, and I gotta tell you, he's just the coolest. Tommy is the coolest, Jean is the coolest. I believe they are old friends. They hung out. Tommy even played some guitar in the, the shop for everybody. I mean, how cool is that? It's just plain cool. But just to ratchet up the level of coolness, I found this other post from Mike Dawes, who was recently on tour with Tommy. And I'm just gonna pull it up because I wanna read it to you. I think the sentiment and the power of this picture is a great note to end the Acoustic Tuesday show on. Here's the picture and here's what the caption says. Why is Tommy Emmanuel the greatest of all time? Well, one reason could be that he never stops playing. He's always playing and hungry for music. This was him at 8.30 a.m. in the lobby, not procrastinating on a phone, but playing guitar. Always inspiring, especially in the new world of overtly marketed instantaneous results in whatever pursuit you dive into. I just love it, I love it. Um, he's playing guitar in the lobby of a hotel at 8.30 in the morning. Could you imagine staying at that hotel, walking down in the lobby, and then all of a sudden, boom, there's Tommy Emanuel playing. I'd certainly grab a cup of that uh, hotel coffee and sit there uh, directly across from him and watch his fingers and, and be absolutely amazed. And like I said, I think that's a great note to end the Acoustic Tuesday show on today. But first, let's take a sneak peek into next week. And next week, we're gonna take a trip to Taylor Guitars. I'm gonna share with you what I think are the five best Taylor guitar models ever made period. Yes, that's happening next week on the Acoustic Tuesday show. Make sure to catch Acoustic Tuesday, well, every single Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time right here on YouTube. One more thing before I let you go today. Please do remember this. Your guitar success, however you define it, is directly related to your guitar routine. So please invest the time in developing your guitar routine and make sure to have fun every single day that you play. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for being a guitar geek. Don't forget to subscribe to those YouTube channels that I mentioned earlier and have yourself a great rest of the week. I'll see you next Tuesday on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Cheers, guitar geeks unite.